In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be. Welcome to another episode of Older Women Likewise. Hello, viewers, and welcome. We're so glad that you joined us tonight. I'd like to start off our conversation tonight before I introduce our guest speaker um, to say that, you know, we're living in a culture that promotes sexual recklessness and would think it's ridiculous to even talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, that it's suppressive, that it's shaming. That's the kind of culture we're living in. And you know what? They would be spot on if there were no God they'd be right. Or if God had not revealed his will on this talk topic. But if you've been watching Al, you know that every conversation that we have rests on the foundations of the reality that God obviously exists and that he has certainly spoken. Um, and if you look into our ar archives, um, you'll discover those programs that we've done on God's existence, how we know the Bible's his word. And his will for us in our lives. And so you can dig into those archives if that's a place where you're um, joining us in your mind. So many of the principles that we're going to share today are helpful to women of every age and marital status. But for this program, we especially wanted to speak to young women who have had, you know, like less time to become seasoned and setting themselves up for victory in this very crucial corner of our lives. So I also wanted to mention that if you're going, if you're looking for more information after our program here on this topic, I've pretty much thoroughly talked about the topic of sexual purity in three podcasts of my own podcast on nomads, you and I. And so that's on, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, and I think about eight different um, podcast platform. So if you uh, look up Nomads You and I and look for the titles, What God Says About the Value of Purity, you'll find some more podcasts there on the topic. I have another one called Is It Love or Lust? That would be one that would have some more answers. And then I talk about 18 things that we can do um, when men make us want to do something short-sighted. So those are things that I've talked about on my podcast, but uh, I'd like to have our other guests, our guest speaker joining us here tonight, and Isla, Isla King, our executive producer. How are you tonight, Isla? I'm doing great, doing just yes. fine. Are we having trouble with Stephanie joining us? Uh -oh. We will see. Me? Yes. We hear you, Stephanie. Okay. Very good. Okay. So uh, welcome, welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. I'm Thank so you. honored to be here and to be asked to um, participate in this podcast. I've heard so many wonderful things about um, the owls and have just um, just so grateful to have been blessed by this study and hope you will be as well. 
Yeah, yeah. So we had planned a conversation about some of the practical things that young single Christian girls can do to steward their purity and to be vessels of honor for God. And so right before we signed on, Stephanie is having uh, issues with her computer. I, I'm I, good we can now. all Oh, you're good now. I'm good now. Fabulous. Yay. We are we are black. We are back Woo. to plan A. And so Stephanie, <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> what what okay. do we have? Yeah, we're we're <sighs> celebrating. So what do you have yes. for us tonight, Stephanie? Okay, well, I'll go ahead and get started. Um, the subject that I was asked to cover is from the scriptures um, in 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 22. And our focus will be centered around the practical things young single women can do to be vessels of honor. And of course, the rewards that await um, those who have chosen to call on the Lord from a pure heart. Um, I did find this interesting and funny that I got this subject. I'm the mother of six sons and, <laughs> I love and two that. grandsons. I'm like, how did this happen? Um, but <laughs> I do know that I'm a female and I do remember about so many of those things. And of course, this applies to all of us. This subject applies to mm. all of us. Um, we are honing in on the young women tonight. But as I was studying I was reminded so many times I have to remember um, the vessel that I'm choosing to be mm -hmm. for the Lord, because that is so much my choice. And um, and it just brought to light a whole lot of things for myself as well. Mm -hmm. And all the aspects that we want to talk to young women about that that us seasoned older women have to remember as well. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I'd like to do is start with a, a, a short prayer. If you guys don't mm -hmm. mind um, bowing Please. with me. Yes. Um, our great God in heaven, we're so thankful to you for the many blessings of each day. But today we're especially thankful for the opportunity we have right now to study your word. Please help us to learn more about being beautiful vessels of honor. And in, in your son's name, amen. Amen. Um, so I would first like to just go ahead and read the passage. I'm reading out of the ESV. Mm -hmm. um, and we're starting again in 2 Timothy 2, 19 through 22. But God's firm foundation stands bearing the seal. The Lord knows who are his and let everyone whose names the Lord, the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So the first thing I would like to do is go ahead and kind of delve into um, the passage just a little bit by little bit. Um, and we'll start with 19. Okay. And nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows who are his and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So that weighed heavy on me to think he knows who are his. 
I mm. have to remember that, am I his? How mm. do I want to be his? Am I doing the things that the Lord wants me to do to be his? Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought, you know, about all of those things, about all of the things that I have to remember in my life to, um, to make sure that I'm striving to be his every day and that everything I do and say and um, wear and just, um, yeah. just my whole self. Um, so of course it begins with a solid foundation. The foundation is the first thing we have to lay down, um, before we can build anything significant. So what does that mean to us, um, to have this solid foundation? Um, we have to build it mm. through our Lord with strength and purpose. It has to be very purposeful in all the things that we do to, um, to strive to build this foundation, um, in our Lord. So does that means the meditation, the study, and and all of those things, mm -hmm. the, the determination to um, to serve him as this vessel. Um, and according to um, and in Second Corinthians, um, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master built, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no man can lay a foundation other than what is laid, which is in Jesus Christ. So, of course, he's our foundation and all the things that we do. And if mm -hmm. we want to, if we want God to be at work in our life, we have to start, of course, with this foundation. Mm -hmm. um, there are many spiritual movements in this world that talk about God and developing um, us as a spiritual person. Um, yet it cannot be done apart from Jesus Christ, right? So mm -hmm. Jesus said to them, I'm the way and the truth and the life and no one comes, comes to me or to the father except through me. Mm -hmm. So, um, when a person enters into a relationship with Jesus Christ on the solid foundation, um, and God has, of course, has something, um, for us to build upon. Mm -hmm. Um, so next let's talk about the seal. Um, we are marked with authenticity and I'm looking and as my, um, as my, uh, this was not saved and it is from a while ago. So I'm going to try to go through it. I know we were talking earlier, okay. when, uh, my computer messed up. So, um, um, I will be probably going through this a little bit slower. So let's talk about that authenticity, um, okay. that, that, and being sealed from God. Um, one thing that I was trying to think about some things in our world that we use for authenticity, like, you know, our dollar bill. Um, mm. We can look at that and we know, you know, people hold it to the light and we know that mm. there's authenticity, authenticity in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking about even with our own selves, there is um, our fingerprints tells mm. who we are. Mm -hmm. um, so, so going back to that, we know that that God um, has sealed us and um, we show can show our authenticity, you know, um, with what we do mm -hmm. uh, in our own in our own lives. So mm -hmm. um, the Lord knows, you know, who we are. There's two things that he seals us with. He gives us two examples. The Lord knows those who are his. And he also um says, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Mm 
So what does that mean to depart from iniquity, to depart, to stand off, to cause, to withdraw, to remove ourselves? So what are we removing ourselves from the sin that, you know, is in all of our lives? Um, And it will be until we face our Lord and um, until, um, you know, we we will all strive to to um, overcome sin. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course he's truly working within us and he will help us move further and further from sin as we ask for help. And as, as we confess those sins, but in a great house, they're, um, moving on to verse 20 in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. So Paul is painting um, a picture for us, a word picture of his, for us in this great house, vessels, Mm -hmm. honor, dishonor. He's painting a picture of a wealthy person's house, uh, maybe even a palace. Um, In a wealthy person's house, there's all sorts of containers and vessels, right? We see in in our own homes, we have our best china, Mm -hmm. um, our finest silverware, um, mm-hmm. but there are also other things in our home, right? Um, there mm-hmm. are trash cans and mm-hmm. there are diaper pails, Yes, which I think sometimes are worse than trash cans. <laughs> yes. um, so, you know, he is painting this picture of what kind of vessel do we want to be? Mm. Um, and so I would like to take just a moment. Um, I have, I usually do camp. Um, I'm a counselor at, uh, Florida camp and, um, I have young girls and every year we talk about being vessels of honor. So this was like, perfect. The subject was perfect. Now this, this, I have this really short little story to share, um, that I read to them and it just, it, it just describes so well of what we're talking about in verse Mm. 20 about being vessels of honor. Um, the book, I definitely want to give the author credit. It's called Gentle Passages. It's wonderful for young girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a little uh, story inside called The Secret of the Fine China Plate. Okay. Um, so if you'll just indulge me for just a yeah. moment, I'd love to read this to you. And it just draws such a great example of what we're talking about right now. Um Years ago, on a blissful summer afternoon, I settled back in a hammock and my children are napping in their rooms. Beside me sat a basket full of ripe apricots and plump cherries. Overhead, the white clouds floated lazily across the turquoise sky like a gathering of elegant swans. Then my friend's nine-year-old daughter, Natalie, came over and flopped onto the lawn chair with a heavy sigh. Are you hungry? I asked. Would you like an apricot? She shook her head. Is everything okay? She shrugged. Come on, I said. I slipped out of my hammock and we went inside to wash the apricots. And I waited for her to speak. All of my friends are going to the movies without me, Natalie said at last. My parents said it wasn't that kind of movie that I should see. And so I said, oh, yeah, well, my parents are too protective and they want me to stay clean. And what is that supposed to mean? I gently took the glistening fruit and placed it into a bowl. And earlier that day, I had prepared a pan of melted chocolate so my toddlers could dip the cherries when they woke up. So I decided to warm the chocolate and give it a trial run. My parents don't understand how awful it is to be left out. 
They don't remember what it was like to be a kid. And it's different now than when they were my age. It's just not fair. So I dipped a few cherries into the chocolate and they came out looking delicious. What are you going to do with those cherries? Natalie asked. I thought I would serve them to my guest. Would you like them? Natalie nodded. Her expression had turned hopeful. Let me put them on a plate for you. I rummaged through the kitchen garbage and I pulled out our paper plate stained with baked beans and hot dogs from the night before. You're not only going, you're not going to use that dirty paper plate, are you? I shrugged, holding the paper plate in one hand and the cherries in the other, waiting. Don't you have any other paper plates you could use, Natalie asked. Oh, yes. I returned the paper plate to the garbage and the cherries to the pan of warm chocolate. I have a few other paper plate, a few other plates. They're special plates. They're clean plates. Plates that I keep set apart from all of the others. Natalie watched as I unclasped the antique hutch glass door and lifted out a single fine china plate. I'm probably too protective of these plates, I told her. You should be protective, Natalie said. They're valuable plates. Yes, I suppose they are. I handed her the plate, and maybe that's why I keep them clean and ready to use them to serve others. A flicker of understanding floated across Natalie's face. It's beautiful. She traced the gold rim trim on the outside of the plate. Yes, I agreed. Special gifts that have been set apart have a beauty all their own, don't they? Natalie tilted her head. Why are you smiling like that? I'm smiling because you are beautiful. You are more valuable than you can ever imagine. You are a special gift from God. And don't you see, you have been set apart, just like a fine china plate. Mm -hmm. Natalie sat down and stared at the china plate in her hands as if she was memorizing all of the delicate details. And that's why my parents won't let me go to the movies, isn't it? why they said they wanted me to stay clean because they want me to be set apart. That's why they're so protective. Natalie's voice grew soft and small and China plates don't go around getting smeared with beans and hot dogs, do they? So I thought that was perfect for what we were talking about because it does paint that picture just as Paul was doing for us about being those vessels of honor. Mm -hmm. We are to be set apart all, Mm -hmm. all, women, men are to be set apart, but think about it in this light that young women, young Christian women who are wanting to be, um, be saving themselves for something so special in marriage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is to be setting themselves apart, um, and choosing and choosing to set themselves apart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so in Paul's picture, we're going to be vessels, but the question that I would ask you is how can I be something worth serving tea to the king instead of a paper plate or something Mm -hmm. that holds garbage? Mm -hmm. So moving on, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified Mm -hmm. and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So in 21, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, so what does the latter mean? Paul is probably referring to the person who's trying to cleanse themselves from dishonor. Like we were talking about priors is cleansing ourselves from the sin that we have in our world or or in ourselves. Um, And, you know, we are free to make those choices and determinations that how God will use us. 
Mm -hmm. Um, If a man purifies himself, it means that um, it means that he has some, that he has something to do with us. He's telling us to purify ourselves. He's telling us um, that we want to be in charge of, of our lives and making sure that our hearts and our minds are pure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And God will, God will set aside us for his good purposes. And that's definitely Mm -hmm. what we want. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think um, we have that free will to make those choice, to make that choice Mm -hmm. of how do I want God to use me? Um, Mm -hmm. God uses so, so many things and so many in in our world, there's so many um, things we can be used for, for good or for Mm -hmm. evil. Um, he did, he does talk about, um, he's already talked about how a person needs to depart from iniquity, um, Mm -hmm. and be a vessel of honor, a vessel that is sanctified and useful and good. Um, just like in the story. Um, and we want to be clean and useful. We want to learn to be that cleanse vessel and make ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, useful. Um, And God can use anybody, right? He used, who did he use in the Old Testament or or even in the New Testament? He used Moses and Abraham and Esther and Noah and Mary um, and David and Paul. But he also used those for evil, um, Pharaoh and King Saul and Jezebel comes to mind. And of course, not so far away, he used Hitler. Um, Interestingly, I thought about he even used a donkey. He used Balaam um, to for his purposes. So he mm. will use us. Mm. But the great question, however, is to what end and what purpose is he going to use us? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, here he's he's talking about two different vessels in this home: the vessels of honor and the the vessels of the fine china. And then also the vessels of wood. Um, and But those are not the ones that we would necessarily display. And we want to be useful. We want to be presentable. Um, we want to be out there for God to, to glorify him and all things. Um, so, of course, we all come from a place that's sinful. And the most important thing we want to do at that point is to ask to confess and our sins and so that we can receive forgiveness and to be that um, vessel of honor. Um, and because it talks about departing from iniquity and putting, um, putting it far from us. So there are things in all of our lives that can be hindering us from being, being useful as we can be. Um, some of those things might be um, sexual immorality, might be lying or pride or arrogance. Um, and it's going, it's going to be hard for us to, um, to serve others and to be able to help others and teach others if we have those things in our lives. So we all have to remember that those are the important things to, to confess and um, to move forward from. Um also, it talks about in 22 is to flee youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace um, for those who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Um, freeing, fleeing youthful lust is something we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. Um, and Paul says also, I think he is 
um, as he's he's talking about also and trying and the oh, excuse me and tying this together to the um, previous verse of mm-hmm. learning to cleanse ourselves from things of dishonor to mm-hmm. flee them to run from them to seek safety um, from those things and again we'll talk about what it is to seek safety from those things and of course this isn't fleeing out of um, cowardice it's fleeing out of safety healthy running from danger Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and, um, as we move past the, the scriptures where we want to talk, where we want to talk about some, some things that, um, will help us to some practical things okay. that will help us, um, that will help us to show, uh, and be marked by purity. Mm-hmm. I do think ladies, and, and you might agree that the whole area of purity ranks probably at the top of most women's regret list. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I think we can all say that there were times where we didn't have a pure heart. We didn't have a pure mind. We didn't dress with purity. We didn't think upon pure, pure thoughts And it. And, you know, there's so much of that that even seems more difficult when you're a young woman and you're trying to just mm. hone all of those things in. Um, so God's foundation to purity um, can be obtained so much easier if we, of course, start without foundation with the love for our Lord. If we mm-hmm. have family that also can help us without foundation, coupled with obedience to God and to our parents. Um, those relationships right there are meant to lay the groundwork for our mm-hmm. loving relationships later to come and mm-hmm. to become in our future for our husbands. Um, so of course it does have to start with those main foundations of God. Like we talked about earlier, how we have to build that foundation Um, that way that our relationships will, will, um, have a good, a good grounding before we get there, before we get to them, God has given us many things in our relationships to, um, in our, in our families, our church families to fortify resistance and to help our self-control like in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Um, but of course, as we spoke about, we have to be responsible and oversee and help manage our purity um, with with the Lord and, and making him to be our priority in our hearts and in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many levels of purity, mental purity, spiritual purity, physical purity. And of course, we can all agree that mental purity is where it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do, what we dwell on, what we think about in our minds, of course, comes out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's in our hearts. So um, in Psalms 119, 15 through 16, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will de- delight in your statutes and I will not forget your word. Mm-hmm. And secondly, spiritual purity is where the heart, it's where the, uh, the heart of the matter is having a heart that fears and loves God and wants to yeah. do things to bring him glory. And of course, that's where our vessel comes in again. We want to bring him glory with that beautiful uh, vessel of honor. Um, 
Matthew 5, 8 states, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Mm-hmm. He is pointing us to spiritual purity and spiritual and purity of the heart, putting away feelings of, of jealousy or hatred or malice or anything that can infe- interfere with our purity of heart. And also there's the physical purity um, that we want to remain stainless and clean Um, Being set apart for God's use of our mind and our hearts and our bodies. Just like in the book um, that we just read the little story of being set apart, being the vessel that is special and honors our Lord, being that fine china plate. That's what we want to strive for. Um, And purity is about wholeness. Purity of mind and body and spirit, it equals wholeness. And we have to have all three of those parts to get to the, that wholeness. So some practical ways um, that we can be vessels of purity is, first of all, is to start by asking for God's help, mm-hmm. meditation and prayer and finding, get, gleaning that wisdom from others. We're talking about, um, like, like we just spoke about um our family, that family that you can depend on to give you that right, good advice that the, that's from the Lord. Um, secondly, we and, and you all step in, please, whenever you okay. want to comment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we want to build convictions about why we want to honor God. I think mm-hmm. we have to start with that. Uh, as well as the meditation and prayer. But at a young age, we have to decide what are the convictions we're going to have and what limits and boundaries are we going to have to, or are we going to set for ourselves Mm -hmm. long before we start dating, long before we make the choices even about who we're Mm -hmm. dating. um, Or if we're already to that dating stage, it needs to be very prayerful boundaries. And it's great mm-hmm. to discuss those boundaries with each other as you're dating. Um, start your dates with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes, were you going to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to add to that the value of not using your peers as your standard, right? So oh, you've talked, to, not. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you've talked, to, I've made a really good foundation on that. That's the standards of, what are you going to teach yourself to want? And so the standard is you, you already addressed, like it starts in the heart and in the mind. And so don't draw your lines where your friends are drawing their lines. You draw your lines to where you're protecting your heart so that it doesn't even, you know, you're not even on the level of a physical withdrawal of it. It's more of, yeah, setting putting things before your eyes and ears that make you want to treasure purity, right? Instead of things stimuli that make you want to do what most of your friends may be doing in this area. So yeah, I just wanted to add that. No, I think that's that's, great. Oh, go ahead. Excuse me. (laughs) I was going to say that's also, I mean, that kind of thinking it starts really early with children. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, to wh- who are we trying to please? Not me, not your friends, mm-hmm. but God. Mm-hmm. I mean, we start that early with children. Uh, sometimes uh, I've seen parents wait until the, the daughter is 
ready to start dating, has been asked out on a date to talk mm -hmm. about all these things. And that's, it's not too late, of course, it's never too late. But, you know, we need to start early uh, talking about all of those mm -hmm. things. And I also want to say we've got a question up on okay. the screen also that we encourage our mm -hmm. viewers to answer okay. of your answer, your thought. What have you found to be effective in successfully pursuing sexual purity to the glory of God? And whether you're watching us live or if you're watching this program later, please mm -hmm. add your thoughts uh, to this discussion. Uh, we appreciate so much Stephanie being with us and leading yes. this discussion for us. Mm -hmm. Well, and I appreciate that. I think that that, um, that question there is exactly what we're going through here. That's, that's a perfect question and segue to this, to this section because it is giving us some practical things um, that in some of the things that we just discussed is um, you find, of course, that, that those peers that have the same, um, the same convictions you do and, and be able to discuss, but mainly it should be those that you respect in your church family or mm -hmm. that you have a, your parents at home Um an aunt or uncle or whoever it may be that will, that will help you to, to make good decisions and to set good boundaries and to make you accountable. Mm -hmm. um, you find those people who will make you accountable that are, again, not necessarily your peers, but they are the ones that, that love you and want you to um, be that beautiful vessel. Mm -hmm. Um we so, have a good comment uh, and an answer to our question from Paige Perry that says the conversation should come from both mom and dad, not just mom. The male role model is integral in God's design of the home and building confident Christian women. So that thank uh, you. It's, I think that's a wonderful comment mm -hmm. that, that both parents be involved. Yes, and I completely thank you. agree, completely agree. And I think that men are left out of that conversation and dads in a lot of ways are as just or more as important than mothers. I think, I think parents in general are at war with the world, particularly <laughs> for their daughters and for their sons and, um, and, aspects of dating, you know, with our, with our, um, daughters, we want to protect them and we want to protect their bodies and, and all of those things. But, you know, there's the sons that, as mothers too, with all the sons I have, this, you know, usually is in my mind is, mm -hmm. um, their hearts and their minds. Yeah. Um, so I definitely will talk about that in just a minute too, about, um, how girls can help with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I totally agree. I think that fathers need to be completely involved in, and I have heard wonderful examples of one of my friends who had a daughter who wanted to wear things that she didn't think the mother thought, I don't, I don't think those are really appropriate. And so she had her, um, put on a pair of shorts that she didn't agree with and walk out in front of her brothers and ask her brother's opinions who were older. Mm. And they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> and so even, even you can um, with the mothers and the fathers, you can also use um, those other 
siblings who are older and can help those sisters or, you know, daughters or whatever, just, just, um, we have lots of good wisdom around us. We just have to make sure we're finding the right people, finding mm-hmm. the right ones. And mm-hmm. I love it that you mentioned fathers too, because I think they are left out a lot of those conversations because it feels awkward to them, mm-hmm. but um, they mm-hmm. are to me in my life. My mom could talk to me all day long. She's a wonderful Christian example. But if my dad said something, I knew who, you know, I, I better mm-hmm. watch what I said or did or wore, whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. They have, they have such a, a good effect on, on daughters most of the time, for sure. Um, so the next um, area that, um, well, actually it's still in the same one about, you know, um, build your convictions and your boundaries. Um, I have a niece who um, was given a purity ring by her parents. And I'm sure that you might have heard about those. Um, They became popular. Um, I've heard of them more recently, but I'm sure they've been around longer than, than I've known about, but her parents gave her that they, they made a commitment to her to help her to, to um, remain pure and, but, and to save herself for marriage in a physical relationship. And, um, and she made that commitment with them and they, they gave her dad and uh, gave her that ring and her parents. And what I thought was so beautiful about this is she recently got married and her husband to be took that ring and melted it down and made it part of her wedding ring. Wow. Which That's I so thought, beautiful. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> because he knew that she honored that. Yeah. And he wanted that to be um, special for the two of them to share that. So that was part of her wedding ring. And wow. I thought that was beautiful, a very Love good it. example mm-hmm. of Love it. Um, how remaining pure, all the things that we were talking about prior at the very beginning, how waiting is just, there's such a specialness about that, mm-hmm. that, that God intended for us and his plan. Um, so um, next always be on your guard. Uh, don't ever think sexual immorality can't happen to you. Mm. Um, it's very easy for us and discussions I've had with people. Oh, you know, um, to judge when you're not in a relationship, but it seems when you become, get into that relationship that seems more serious, um, that's when it becomes most difficult. That's Mm -hmm. when you have to, you know, um, those boundaries have to be even tighter and even stronger yeah. because you have such a, a fondness and a um, yeah. maybe even a love for this person. And so that's mm-hmm. when it really becomes difficult. You can say all day long, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to participate in that. And yes, that's great. Make those convictions, but just mm-hmm. know that your boundaries have to be wide so that, that you can um, not crossover to where there's any kind of questions and it, mm-hmm. it, it just becomes that much more difficult when you are in love, when you care mm-hmm. about someone very That's much. Very true. Um, we have some, a couple of good comments also I'd like to share uh, that uh, Paige has added for us. I think maintaining sexual purity is easier when you have that discussion 
with your dates or partners early in the relationship. Mm -hmm. You make your expectations and standards clear early in the relationship. And I think that goes with what you said, Stephanie, that before you do get emotionally involved and drawn into that relationship, that you make that clear. Mm -hmm. Cindy? Well, I can tell you from my own experience, that comment really rang true in my own life. Um, the first date that I went on with my husband, he was he was living in a bachelor pad with other men there. He takes me there on the first date and I look around and I see what's already happening. I'm like, oh, I don't do that. And he's like shocked because he was really used to uh, being told yes. And He's like, well, I do have a ping pong table in the garage. What about that? I'm like, absolutely. And, and I was very attracted to him. I mean, level 10 attracted to him. And I think that's, I think my saying, yeah, no, like never. That was what won his heart. We were married four months later <laughs> during the Christmas break of my senior year of high school. So Wow. Yes. Yes to that. Make it clear before you, you go out on the date or as you're on the date. And I mean, this is a rare and beautiful, like rare as a ruby kind of thing in this culture now, mm -hmm. this many years later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Paige also adds to her comment, be willing and ready to walk away from a date. And just like you said, Cindy, yeah. if the guy is not receptive to your standards as set by God, because knowing you, I know you were ready to just walk out and say, this yeah. is not, this is not what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> right, continues. Right. She says, there are tons of men in the world. And if you don't find one, you have Jesus in eternity. <laughs> and, and, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you lose eternity, you've, you know, a home in heaven, you've lost it all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so this, Really Amen. appreciate your comments, Paige, that, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, set your standards and hold on to them, yeah. you know, just as you've said, Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I do think that is true. And I love all those comments um, from Paige, um, because uh, the next thing that I did have um, written out was also to be on your guard and to yeah. to pray about things prior, even if you pray before every date, I think that's a wonderful habit to be in. That Love just it. sets the Love tone for, um, for your date and, and just making sure that, that, um, you know, that, that your mind is pure before you ever, before you ever go out. Um, yeah. um, also, um, I think dating with purpose you know, there's so many times where people mm. um, will tell us that, you know, dating is an avenue towards marriage. And um, many times people date with no intention of falling in love, you know, um, or no intention of having a, 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 a relationship that will go any further than a date or two. But I think it's really important for us to, if we're going to set the tone, like, like Paige said, um, we don't want to be dating people that wouldn't be marriage material, that would not mm -hmm. be a good potential mate. Um, mm -hmm. There's um, as things progress into like a deep affection, we have mm -hmm. a tendency to overlook those things that were concerns in the beginning of a relationship, or we think we can fix them. That's the great lie for us women. Sometimes <laughs> we think we, we can fix things. And, um, but you want to just yeah. make sure that you're, 
dating with a good purpose, um, a purpose that's finding a good potential mate. Um, I know we've all heard about rose colored glasses and, and yes. so, so my suggestion is to date with magnifying glasses, you know, to, <laughs> and then put your rose colored glasses on when you get married and sometimes you you'll yeah. need those. Yeah. Um, yeah. The truth yeah. will set you free. I just want to throw that in there. The <laughs> tell yourself the truth, tell yourself right. the truth when you're dating, it but will set you free. The wisdom around you. If your parents yeah. are saying, I don't have a good feeling about him, or I see this or this or this, um, we have to listen to that. We have to remember that the wisdom around us is so very important. Um, yeah. And what, um, you know, in the scriptures, what God has told us about um, the right kind of uh, man or woman to look for. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we did talk a little bit about um, having accountability, you know, find that parent, that family member, that wise church family member, a Christian friend who shares your convictions about purity so that they will help you to stay on course. Tell them, these are my goals. These are what I want to achieve through the Lord and through my relationships. Please help me um, mm -hmm. stay on course. And I will be honest with you and you be honest with me, you know, when I'm doing things that, that do not have the appearances of that purity. Um, and they will, well, I would you. say too, I would say too, when you, uh, choose someone to have accountability with, make sure it's somebody that's assertive, you know, that isn't going to say, well, maybe they she's changed her mind or maybe, you know, you need somebody that's, that's going to be definite. Hey, you said this, this is what the Bible says. This is mm -hmm. what you said. You need to, let's talk about this some, you know, mm -hmm. really somebody, sometimes I think we sabotage ourselves in the truth by choosing somebody to be accountable to that's wishy-washy anyway. So, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. it's always, I find it much easier to set myself up for success ahead of time than afterwards, you know, and think, yeah. well, maybe I should, you know, so, but, you know, find somebody who's really gonna, uh, mm -hmm. hold you to your standard mm -hmm. and yeah. to God's standard. Yeah. That's great advice. Um, and confess those things to, to mm -hmm. that person that, that is going to hold you accountable. Um, and because I was, as I was saying earlier, um, you know, we want to, we want to confess those things. We want to confess those things to our Lord. Um, mm -hmm. but Satan loves secrets so mm. we want to, we want to, he, he loves it when we just hide those things from our parents or when we hide those things from those who are making us accountable. Um, and so we want to seek, seek help with being, being uh, made accountable. Um, mm -hmm. There's an obvious one of avoiding uh, drugs and alcohol. Mm. Alcohol can get us into so much trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and not only are they sinful, of course, they, mm -hmm. they are just a way to cloud good judgment and, a way to, you know, to That's really right. harm the goals and the, um, that you have set up for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And another thing is, and I know this is with, with all of, all of us women, particularly young women too, is to be very cautious about our media consumption. Yes. 
Comparison, of course, we all know is a thief of joy and we cannot take our cues from culture, um, mm -mm. but from the scriptures, ladies, and we can get caught up in some of the, the sites that we're on, the filters that we see, the perfect lives that we see, um, Instagram, all of the things that looks like everyone's doing this or everyone's dressing this way or mm -hmm. however it is, that is not... Um, that's not uh, the standards that we set for ourselves going back to the beginning. What, what are we going to, where are our boundaries going to be? What are our standards going to be? Make those in our minds and, um, and don't look for those affirmations on, on media because it's not reality and you will not find most likely you will not find those good solid standards on, mm -hmm. um, on, you know, some of the sites that we can look on there, are lots mm. of good things, but mm. just remember that, um, that media is, I just think it's one big filter that just where they can show you what they want to show you. And so just remember, that's not where the Lord stands on, on, uh, things of that nature. Um, of course, dressing modestly and saving our deepest secrets of our beauty for the one we marry um, mm -hmm. is huge. Um, and for moms and dads, I remember the tears um, <laughs> in dressing rooms with my mom because I wanted to wear certain things and she would make me sit down and stand up and bend over and, and <laughs> look in the mirror and yep the tears of frustration because I just wanted yeah. to get clothes and she was on a mission um, to make sure that, that um, what she bought me um, was going to be modest or what I bought mm -hmm. for myself, what was brought into their home was going to be modest. Um, and I know it's hard on mamas and dads. I feel so, I, you know, I have all these sons and I'm sometimes in relief that I don't have to do this with a daughter. Cause I know that it's some of it was such a struggle, but it is a mm -hmm. battle worth fighting for. Yes. Um, please don't forget that moms. Oh yeah. Um, and it really is to go to yeah. war against the mm -hmm. world to teach your daughters modesty and your son's respect. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a very tough job to be a young woman and a teen, but I will assure you girls, it is much tougher to be a parent of one. Yeah. Um, so don't forget, get that as well. And uh, another thing I wanted to add along those lines, are we running low on time? Am yeah, I, we just, I, yeah, we don't want to wear our audience I know, out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so okay. sorry. Um, one thing I would like to say is, um, I am grateful for you girls who are listening, who are striving to have the standards of the Lord and be that beautiful vessel. I'm thankful for you because mm -hmm. I am the mother of sons. And mm -hmm. I was always grateful for those girls who were around my boys that knew how to behave like a lady. And yes. I was thankful for you. And, and, just appreciate that and all the young ladies who are out there um, who, who do do that. Um, we need to realize the cost and we need to think about the future. Um, sexuality is God's gift to us when we are married. And it mm -hmm. is a joyful, beautiful time between mm -hmm. those who have saved themselves and, and who are able to give themselves fully to each other. 
and who've waited their whole lives to um, experience that sexual act for what God created us for, to enjoy the man that we will spend the rest of our lives with. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do want to say this one thing is, um, and it's from the, the opposite direction, realize the cost and think of the future, of course. But I do not want you to leave our study uh, tonight thinking that you cannot be that beautiful vessel and clean. Um, And God can use you, even if you have um, sinned in this area Mm -hmm. um, or crossed lines in this area. I want you to remember that um, the ladies who are children of God that the Lord has grace for us. He can cover all of our sins. We ask for forgiveness. We confess those to him and we can start fresh Mm -hmm. um, so that we can offer ourselves as that vessel of purity for our future husbands. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not Mm -hmm. too late to start that now. Um, Don't feel like that that that's something you can obtain now. Yeah. and we want to be ready for good work. We want to be that beautiful mm-hmm. vessel of purity um, that will that we all can be fit, young, old, mm-hmm. um, how, whoever we may be, fit to serve um, our master. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, Stephanie. Thank you so much for your hard, hard work on this such an important topic that you brought forth and so many good practical ideas. You laid a great foundation for us. And I love that you ended you know, God offers us a transformed, renewed mind in Romans chapter 12. And all we have to do in Acts 319 says, therefore, repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And so, yes, no matter what your situation, you can have that fresh start that Stephanie described. So I will wind us down then if it's all right, Isla. Um, Just by saying um, God's moral standards around sexuality have worked throughout history in creating a culture that is beautifully healthy, safe, and happy. So I thought I'd end with just a couple of thoughts about capping off tonight's um, program with some thoughts around the bigger picture of of the importance of what we've talked about. What if instead of using sex recreationally like it's nothing, we instead viewed it the way that God views it, views it so incredibly holy and symbolic and sacred and priceless that we only had sexual experiences with our covenanted partner. Here's what it would look like in our culture. Sexual purity would ensure that virtually every child has all the emotional, financial, and spiritual advantages that come along with having both a mom and dad. Sexual purity would end the abortion debate because it would end abortion. Sexual purity would eventually vacate orphanages. Sexual purity would remove the strain of the foster care system. In fact, living by God's sexual standards would end child molestation and prevent every future case of sex trafficking and exploitation. Sexual purity would save us $16 billion that we spend annually treating 20 million new STD infections every year. It would wipe out AIDS in one generation. It would bankrupt every strip club and porn website um, that threatens the stability of families everywhere. Sexual purity would lower the divorce rate 
the positive ripple effects of se sexual purity are immeasurable and incalculable. And that's the bigger picture of everything that Stephanie brought out. If we recommitted ourselves to what God says and what Stephanie shared with us tonight, our culture would be unrecognizable in the beautiful productivity and happiness and safety and well-being. And so that's, those were just um, a few final thoughts I wanted to add there, Isla. So it's wonderful vision of how the world could be if we yeah. would only follow mm -hmm. God's plan. That's yeah. wonderful. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. well, next yes. week, Colleen and Dana will be back with us to talk okay. about stewarding our relationships. Uh, and we're going to talk about that with them. And uh, had a wonderful discussion last week about stewarding uh, what we love, love best. And now we're going to talk about, today we talked about sexual purity. Mm -hmm. Next week, stewarding our relationships. So we encourage you to join us next Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern uh, for that discussion. We're looking forward to that. In the meantime, on Tuesday evenings at 8 o'clock Eastern, be sure to join and watch Answering Religious Error. They're doing a wonderful job with lessons there and it just gives us another opportunity to hear God's word proclaimed. Mm -hmm. Wednesdays, uh, you have a great opportunity to watch uh, Bible questions and answers at noon. Uh, turn in your answers uh, to the program, Answering Religious Error, and uh, to, they will answer those Bible questions, doing a great job with that. And Mark, Cindy's husband, is doing the Daily Answer podcast. A really, it's both entertaining and educational. And <laughs> Thank inspiring you. And, you know, all of those things that uh, it's just really a great podcast. And we encourage all of you to listen to that uh, podcast uh, on the weekdays, Monday through Friday. Uh, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being with us this evening, and uh, we just really enjoyed your lesson that you presented, and mm -hmm. what a great discussion, well and thank you, thank you for our viewers that uh, gave us comments more than what we were able to put up on the screen, and we look forward to reading more of those comments, so um, wish you a good evening, Stephanie, and Cindy, we'll see you next time. Thank you.